Welcome to Unapologetically Ellie. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, we are about to jump into episode six and we are talking about vision. We're talking about vision today. We are talking about sight. We're talking about foreseeing things, you know, all of that good stuff. So sit tight for this um, conversation on my views with vision when it comes to vision. So of course we look at vision and we're like, okay, vision is super important in life. If you are blessed and were born with 2020 vision, then I mean, you got up every morning, you were good to go. It's only if you happen to buck up in old age or if you ended up, you know, having to wear glasses at some certain point um, later on in life that you realize just how blessed you were to have that vision. It was super, super important, right? So when it comes to vision, um, it's really essential that we take into consideration what can obstruct our vision and then how we can avoid or what we can avoid um, to make sure that we maintain um, proper, clear visuals and where we're going, right? So um, there are certain things that come into your vision path, such as old age, right? You're not able to see as clearly. We just discussed that. What about um, when there's a storm outside and you're driving, you know, you got to have the windshield wipers on super fast or you can't see ahead of you. Fog. Um, but then there's distractions. There are certain things that you can avoid and then there's things that you can't avoid, right? So when it comes to having vision, we're talking about vision vision in life. We're talking about being able to um, push past what we visually can see and take in what we see in our minds. And this is so powerful because when I, I really started um, literally manifesting different things in my life just because of the vision that I changed. Um, you know, there is a saying, so a man thinketh, so is he. And it really has to do with the heart. So a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And the feelings that you really, really feel about deep down inside when nobody's nobody's watching, nobody's looking at you, nobody can hear those inner thoughts, that's really what you're manifesting. So at the end of the day, if you look outside of yourself and you don't like what you see, it's because of who you are on the inside. It, it does have a lot to do, don't get me wrong, with your circumstances or whatever. But at the end of the day, it really has to do with you, right? It has to do with you, your thoughts, your reactions, your feelings, how you deal with things, your vision. So what is the vision that you see of yourself? What, what do you really think about yourself? You know, um, do you really love yourself? Right. And then um, that is the core of what needs to be fixed. Um, that is the core of what needs to be addressed. When you start visualizing who you really are and accepting yourself for who you are. So there's one actually calling yourself out. Call yourself out. Who are you? Are you somebody that's lazy? Do you need to lose weight and you're just sitting at home, just staring at yourself, eating down a bag of chips, like not caring, like who are you for real, right? There's that. And then there's that acceptance of the responsibility that it takes for you to change. So are you looking at yourself and then accepting yourself for who you are? Okay, I know I'm lazy. I know I am lazy. Not just, you know what, I've had so much stresses in my life. It was my mom, my dad, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my this, that. Like, no, 
let's not let's not place blame on things let's just be accountable right so visually looking at yourself in the mirror and becoming super accountable for who you are where you are and what you're doing with your life and then having the vision to see yourself somewhere else super 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 powerful so having the vision to be able to actually propel yourself from where you are to somewhere else is possible now i know that you know when i first started um deciding that i was gonna you know try to change what i seen around me change my life because i was tired of the way my life was going and you know not happy with the results of my life and everything and i really um you know, decided I was going to, I was going to make a change. I thought lickety split, you know, let me just do this 30 day challenge, get on this and go, go, go. You're, you're good. Like you're on a good roll. Bam. Something happens, throws your whole bus off the lane. You're gone tumbling down a hill and bam, you're there staring back at yourself. Like here I am again, not getting up out of bed on time being lazy, not fulfilling, um, what I'm supposed to be doing during the day. Um, you know, just, just giving myself excuse after excuse to fail, right? What is that? That is a lack of clear vision. That is a lack of clear vision. So I want you to reminisce, you know, dig back deep into your mind um, onto what you want for yourself. Because at some point we all know. At some point, whether or not we have pushed it to the back of our minds or we've pushed it to the side or we've hidden it over with a blanket in our mind, whatever we, at one point, excuse me, (coughs) sorry guys, at one point we knew what we wanted. We absolutely knew what we wanted for ourselves. We knew where we thought we would see ourselves in the future, whether or not it was realistic to us in our minds, we've seen ourselves there. And I want to I want to help you to imagine something that's possible. It's that those thoughts in your mind just don't come out of nowhere. Like I am a weirdo. I am so strange. Um but I believe that it's possible. Like I believe that those crazy thoughts you may have of yourself doing something super phenomenal are possible. You know, you have that thought for a split second and then all of a sudden you're flooded with a million um, negative thoughts. Like you can't do that. <laughs> like, what am I thinking? I'm such a weird, I'm such an idiot. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, are you kidding? There's no way. There's no way, right? But deep down inside myself, I laugh because it's like, it's possible. Like I, I, I'm like, it can happen. And I proved myself. I proved that to myself. Like when I started this journey, when I started this journey, I was like on 10, I was changing my, you know, catching those negative thoughts, changing them, started, you know, doing, um, affirmations, looking at myself in the mirror, um, deciding to change and actually changing. Like, you know, when you're like, okay, I have like, there's so many, like, I, I see it all the time, different dynamics and different relationships. When you're outside in public, you are like super happy. Everybody loves you. Then you get home and you're like miserable as hell. You know, your kids hate you. You're, you're yelling all the time. You know, your spouse or your significant other is like cheating on you, annoyed with you. No, I'm talking the worst, but you know what I mean? Like there are those dynamics out here. 
But when you go outside, you would never think because the person's like, oh my gosh, Kiki Key, what's going on? You know, blah, 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 blah. Like reality check. I had to like bring myself to want to be the person that I knew I could be staring at myself in the mirror, drilling down on myself. And I was doing like the most work, inner work, because it, this is all life work. This is all inside stuff. Nobody can help you with this. This is stuff that you cannot get help from the outside world with because nobody really knows you. We are born super unique. There is nobody like you. You are absolutely something special. And that's why this is work that only you can do because only you know your true inner thoughts, not your best friend, not your boyfriend, your mom, your dad. Everybody knows you to a certain extent, but those inner thoughts, those inner feelings, those things that happen within yourself that literally nobody knows, only you can address. So when I started really doing some serious work, like this is the first time I've ever did this in my life, like really staring at myself, looking at myself while I did these affirmations, believing in myself. You know, I, I, I was like, I was, I had my, my phone, I had an alarm on my phone so that it would remind me every hour that I was awake. I had to do these affirmations in the mirror and it didn't matter where I was because sometimes, you know, you're not at home every single hour of the day. Right. So I would be like, at work, um, wherever I literally had to go and find a space, um, say those affirmations, look at myself in my phone, in my mirror, like in my mirror, in my camera and say them to myself. I had to repeat them to myself if it was not appropriate at the time, because it's not always the most appropriate time to do that. But I mean, I had my thing, it, I had it on lock getting up in the morning at a certain time every day, doing my non-negotiables, making sure that certain things ran a certain way. Um, and then making sure I was in bed at a certain time, turning off my phone, only spending a certain amount of time on social media. I was like running it like clockwork. Okay. And then things happened. I decided I was going to go on a vacation that threw me off. Um, just things person in my personal life threw me off. Um, a death in the family threw me off. Like things just threw me off my game. And then um, I realized that it's the vision <laughs> that gets cloudy from time to time that you need to make sure is always, you're always cleaning your glass. You're always wiping off the windshield. You're always, you know, making sure that the, the um, road ahead of you is clear, checking your rear view mirrors just for but a second and then continuing on, on the road ahead. And that just means being able, and I was just talking about this, being able to look at yourself and know you for who you are. Nobody knows you. And even if you've been somebody who's been a thief their whole life, a liar their whole life, uh, uh, you know, somebody that's just had the worst attitude their whole life, deep down inside, you know, you don't want to be like that. You know that there's something inside of you that says you could change, but you give yourself all the excuses. Why not? And I mean, heck in your, in your vision, in your, um, you know, peripheral view everywhere. There are people that are staring at you that know who you are, that know where you've been, that, that they know your past. So they feel like they can predict your future, but you have the keys to your own future. You have the vision that you can wipe that window clear and just say, you know what? I'm not going to drive down this road again. Uh, you know what? Instead of taking this regular turn down this road here, I'm going to make a left. 
or I'm going to keep on going on a different direction. I'm not going to go down this road. I'm going to see where the other road takes me, you know, and just try it. And I mean, I just tried it for a little bit. And now it's so much easier for me to wipe my window because things are going to come in your, in your view. Fog is just going to happen. I don't know where you'll be driving. Everything will be good. Bam, fog. You drive into fog. You can't see anything. I also want to remind you about ordered steps. I think I've talked about this before, but like your vision is there. Let's say you have this goal. You have this goal to make sure that you are 100 and I don't know, 80 pounds. Um, that's, that's your goal. You want to be 180. You want to be the fittest you've ever been in your life. You want to travel more. You want, whatever your goals are for your personal self, things are going to come in the way of your goal. It's never going to be like a straight shoot. And sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you're like, I have this goal and boom, I just did it, uh, you know, and I'm good. But what goals are you making? Are they long-term life goals? Because you want to be 180. You want to be the best shape of your life for your life. Sorry, for the rest of your life, right? Not just I made it to 180 and then now I could just, you know, let myself go. No, it's something that you've always got to make sure that you are arriving at. You are continuously driving towards, right? It's never an end goal until we are our life is at the end and we can no longer do these things. So the vision is, that's where our vision needs to be. Like not just, okay, I've made it when. No, you've never made it. That's the whole thing. You've made it when your life is over and you can't get out of bed anymore and you're bedridden and somebody's got to wash you. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm just saying this, but hopefully that's not the case that you are fit until your end of life, but until you can't, you can't anymore. You know what I mean? And then, so when these things pop into your life, when you have these goals and you're working towards this fitness and, you know, um, your auntie passes away or your uncle um, gets terminal an terminal illness and you've got to go tend for him or something happens or you get pregnant, you get married. The things happen in life that you cannot control. And when you are going in the direction in which you see your goal, you see the vision, you know that it's possible. Understand that the hurdles will come, but you can also jump over them you can jump over them. And it's important to remember that because sometimes, man, it can get rough. It can get rough out there. I also want to encourage you to realize that dreams metamorphosize. They will transform, like you will have a goal. Okay. So for me, I told you guys the story before, but um, I'll continue to say it because it literally has metamorphosized. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, when I decided that I wanted to do something, I wanted to change my profession. I was just like, I don't know what to do. What do I really love? And I'm like, I love to write. I love to write. I want to, I actually want to be a writer. And it was my passion and dream to put out a book. And so and I started writing. I started writing And the first um, piece of work that I did was a blog. And check out my blog. uh, You can get to it at 416love.com. That's F-O-U-R-O-N-E-S-I-X-L-O-V-E.com. But anyways, 416love.com. And I put this blog out. And shout out to Wix because um, 
you know, this is a shameless plug, but I, I did it on a free site and I sent it out to like, I literally sent it out to everybody that was on my, um, my list and my phone. And I, I will never forget the feeling because as I'm talking about it right now, I'm smiling because I remember saying to myself, I, what is wrong with me? People are going to think that I am such a weirdo. Like I was in the legal field before, total different field. Yes, where I knew how to articulate myself, nobody would see me writing blogs and posts like, what am I doing? You know, like, what am I doing? But anyways, I felt good about the site. I really felt good. I had my poetry on there. I had blogs on there. Like I loved my site. And I was like, I'm going to share it. So I shared it. You know, I got a bit of response here, a bit of response there. In general, people liked what they had read. Will they keep up with that? Uh, I was thinking of an online magazine. I was thinking of different things. I was just like, let's just start out with the blog and see what happens. You know, like I, I'll edit the, the website. I was always uploading content and that's where I came up with the name 416 Love because I'm born and raised in the 416 in Toronto, Canada, big up Toronto. Um, and then so I said, you know what, this is known, if you guys don't know, you know now, Toronto is known as Screwface City and I'm like, you know what, this blog is going to be sending out some love in the 416. So it's going to be called 416 Love. So I have my Instagram handle, 416 Love. And then so um, I put that all out there and then there was a lady a makeup artist and she was on one of my contacts. I sent the blog to her. She calls me up and she's like, oh, I want to know what are you doing with this? And I'm just like, um, I don't know. Like literally those were my words to her. And I remember feeling like I was sweat was popping out of my forehead because I'm like, I'm about to be embarrassed. She's probably going to ask me like, this is stupid, like, <laughs> you know. Um, but I'm telling you, follow your ordered steps, follow that gut, even though you don't know what you're doing, follow it. Okay. So she goes to me, you know what? This is really good. Would you want to talk on a radio show? Would you want to have your own show? I know this guy who has a radio station. He's always looking for different people to put out different stuff. You know, would you want to do that? And I was like, I don't know if I could, but if like, you know, like, wow, okay. Like I can get a radio show. Like, wow. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm smiling really hard and you're probably smiling too because like these are ordered steps, okay? Just follow your gut. So from this blog, I got one hit, this radio. So I went on the radio now there and I'm like nervous, sweating bullets. Like I'm getting trained. I don't like, I just feel like, what am I going to be talking about? Can I do this properly? You know, just, 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 all the vibes, all the vibes, right? Although I'm like super excited. Nothing could have stopped me from going to get this training. Like I was like determined to make sure that I was doing this, but at the same time, frightened, just totally frightened. And then, so my dad met, um, like one of his, my dad's an artist. So he was in this art society many years ago when we were kids. And, um, there was another woman who was in the, the art society with him and she had kids. And so we used to have to perform and stuff all the time when we were kids together. And, um, he met her daughter in like in passing when he was like around I don't know, he was at home, something in his area, and he just went into an art shop and she was working there. And then so he calls me on the phone. He's like, oh my gosh, guess who I seen here? And I'm like, who? And he's like, Vernie, Vernie B. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, well, her name is not Vernie. He didn't call her Vernie B, but he called her Maverney, you know, because that's what we know her as when we were kids. And so um, 
he's like, I see Maverney here and whatever. And so she started talking to me and he's the one who told her like, you know, oh, Ellie's on Instagram doing this thing. And so she's like, what's your Instagram, Ellie? And I was like, okay. And I gave her my Instagram and she's like, oh my gosh, this is good stuff. I'm going to connect you with some people who are on the same tip as you. Bam, right there. Another connection. So she connected me with so many different individuals who, you know, she just gave me all a list of people to go and follow and try to um, speak to them about, you know, just make that connection um, about doing great things in the city, right from in the city too, right? So I got a chance to meet virtually all these different people, okay? And then so um, I was like, she had done a radio show before. She had done marketing. She did promoting. She did so many different things. So I was like, she needs to help me on this show. I'm like, yo, I have this opportunity. Um, I appreciate you hooking me up with all these people. Do you want to come on the show with me? Like, do you want to come down? And she's like, of course. So she came down. She was on the show for a good, like six months. We were rocking it together, doing our thing. Um, and then, um, she moved to like Hamilton or somewhere far out city. And, and then I was just like, and she was too much for her to come back and forth to the city to, to, um, to do the show. So she's just like, you know what, Ellie, I think you're good now. Like, you know, you're good. And I was just like, again, like, yes, I had felt comfortable now going in doing my thing, but at the same time, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel super, I still didn't feel super confident. But while we were together, she introduced something to me as well. She's like, you know, you, you should really try interviewing people. And I remember like, because remember, you are what you think about. So for a long time, I would think negatively about everything, right? Every opportunity that came my way, the first thought in my mind would be negative. So I was still fighting those things. So when she told me about interviewing people, I'm thinking to myself, why the heck would anybody want me to interview them? And where would, who am I? to be asking people their business. Okay. But I said, you know what, let me think about this. And then boom, she brought the first like couple of people. She got the first couple of people to interview. And from then I just started reaching out to people and booking them. Now people ask me all the time, how do you get these people to come on your show? And as God, as my witness, I am not the social type Anybody who knows me for my entire life is going to know Alicia. Okay. Cause that's my full name. Alicia's not, I don't see her doing this. Like people probably are watching me online and they're like, this girl, this girl was hiding this all along. Like, honestly, sometimes I sit there and I listen to myself and I'm like, who am I? Who am I? But the vibe it brings when, when I go online and I interview somebody or I'm, I'm talking, like just right now, I am so animated. I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now doing this and I just feel super great about, about what I'm doing, you know? And that's the thing about just stepping out and following a vision that only you can see deep down inside of you. It starts to metamorphosize. People will come out of nowhere to help you. And you don't even know it's help. Just follow the lead and get the work done. So fast forward now, I'm doing these interviews. I've almost interviewed, like I've just interviewed so many great individuals, learning so much, transforming my business, you know, just starting to do different things. And then I started to say, okay, I'm interviewing people. What's next? And I remember asking myself this question, like, what else am I going to do? Like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? Am I an interview platform? Like, what am I doing? 
And then out of nowhere, like I asked myself this question and then out of nowhere, this, um, other lady that I had interviewed, Esther comes around, she gives me a call and she's like, you know what, Ellie, I think you might, you should try, um, putting together a, a summit, you know, get five ladies together, have them on a summit. And, um, I can show you like, um, a different platform that another lady had done before. And you could kind of, you know, do the kind of the same kind of template. It would, it would really be good. You would do really well. And again, you know, thinking to myself, what would I have a summit? I've never even, have I even attended a summit? Do I even know what a summit is? Like, like what, what am I like? Okay. Confused. But after she spoke to me, I hung up the phone and literally I got a pen cause I'm that writing type, got a pen and a, and a booklet. And I, um, and I literally wrote a seat at our table, what I wanted, how I wanted the summit to be conducted, all of it in like an hour. And I had planned out the entire thing, the name from the name to everything that I wanted to see on that, that summit. And so, um, what the summit's about every, like, it was just miraculous. And then, so the next time I had spoken to her, which was like, literally, cause now I'm super pumped and excited. And even though she gave me the idea, it was already there. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying these are ordered steps. There's people that are going to come into your, into your world when you start to move in the direction that you're supposed to move and drop off little gems for you that are just like, they're already inside of you, but you just, it's just, everybody's got their ordered steps. You are there to help propel. We're, we're here to help each other. That's just how God is showing us that we are here to, to share and to assist one another in each other's greatness. Because I would never, maybe I would have gotten to do interviews if it wasn't for Vernie, but maybe it wouldn't have started then. But she dropped that off and I took it up and I and I ran with it. And then if it wasn't for Esther, maybe I would have done a, a, a summit, but maybe it wouldn't have been at that time and it wouldn't have been so successful. And now I'm on to my fourth summit. It's super successful. People are like, I already, today I... I'm planning for a summit that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and I already have people interested in being a part of the panel for my summer edition in August, okay? I have interviews booked up until August. I am just running with it. And and now I've come up with another idea that I was watching another lady online, just watching her story and watching her development, and then now... I've gotten another idea, like another idea was planted within me and I'm like, now I got to run with it. And then I, I put it down because I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing with this idea, but I know I'm going to pick it up at a later time. Let me just, uh, just leave that. Cause I don't know what I would do. And then as I was doing an interview, it rested upon me. God gave me the idea of what I would, what I would be bringing to the table next. And so with that, I just want to encourage everybody, like your vision is going to metamorphosize in something, into something that you would never have imagined possible. I would never think that this is where I would be, what I would be doing. Like I, I knew that there was something great in what I was starting, but what? I had no idea. So as I'm, I'm running here, my vision continuously, continuously, I'm getting distractions from here, bottles whipping at my, my window. I'm getting juice thrown at my window. I'm getting, you know, um, what are they, what are those guys called? Um, squeegee guys, squeegee kids, we used to call them come up to, to my window and try to wipe it down to clean it off for me. Um, I have so much things going on 
right now in the vision when it comes to uh, making sure that it's all clear, um, that it's, it's not easy to maintain my focus when it comes to the drive. But at the end of the day, I'm still going along that golden route that God has set out for me. And I just want to encourage you guys to do the same. Push yourself to see who you truly are inside. Nobody knows you. This is a, a, a walk that only you can take. You know who you can possibly be. And it's going to take the most for you to drag that yourself out of who you were to be who you can become. And only you can do it. You are responsible for that. So um, be encouraged. Be encouraged to step outside of your comfort zone. Be encouraged to step outside of that box. Think outside of that box. Get out of the box. Cut the box up. Throw the box away. Burn the box. Ship the box out with the rest of your crap ideas of who you thought you were or who you were trying to live up to or uh, who you thought you had to be for whatever reason and do the damn thing. Be yourself. Embrace yourself. Embrace your vision and run with it. Even when your belly is aching because you don't know, even when your, your armpits are drenched of sweat because you are fearful, step into it. Eat it you know, and then clear your vision. Always spend time with yourself, realign yourself, go back to the drawing board and always, always, always remember you have never arrived. You're never there. There's always more. There's always another level. Um, you know, somebody just reminded me that a summit is a plateau. Keep going. Never stop. There is no decline. You got to keep going. All right. Stay good, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.